Um, hi. Hello. <laughs> I saw a new pop up. <laughs> How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We are getting started right now. So, thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I know we are in the middle of a pandemic, but I just feel like it's important to say thank you to people when they go out of their way, when they make time for you and make time for the things that you have going on. Um, so I thank each and every one of you for just choosing to be a part of this event, choosing to attend this event, um, and just choosing to just be present. And you are so awesome for that. So let's give everybody a round of applause for just being wonderful. <laughs> Y'all so pretty. Y'all look so gorgeous. It's Women's History Month, so I'm just like doting on every woman that I see. <laughs> so my name is Kimberly. My name is Kimberly Bowman. I am the owner of Exquisite Enterprises, Inc., um, which is a creative agency here in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, I have been in the community for about, ooh, I think this month makes eight years. Oh, God, I feel old. <laughs> but it's been about eight years since I've been involved in the Charleston community and been an entrepreneur. Um, my company has evolved in many different ways. I'm not going to bore you all with that story. Um, <laughs> but this event in particular, Exclusive Women Empowerment Day, is something that I've done for about the past three to four years now. Um, of course, as you can see, I'm a woman. Um, <laughs> so definitely female empowerment and empowering other women and empowering people in my community has always been something very important to me, something very dear to me. Um, I believe if you're going to be a part of any community, it's your responsibility to be able to, you know, ensure that uh, the people in your community are, you know, have access to events, resources, and things like that. And I'm just someone I just like to be able to connect people with those opportunities and, just have fun. <laughs> Everybody likes to have fun, right? I know I like to have fun. <laughs> so definitely this event is, of course, another opportunity to bring um, specifically women, and I'm so happy to see all you women of color as well, um, you know, bringing us together, especially now more than ever. I think it's so important. Um, you know, I don't know about y'all, but I miss human contact. <laughs> from, you know, being able to see people, interact with people and things like that. Tired of looking at my dog all day. Um, so it's nice to be able to, you know, these virtual events, I love them so much because they allow us to still be able to stay connected, to still be able to um, love on each other, support one another. And I think it's just awesome. So, and I'm so glad, you know, especially, you know, with how crazy the pandemic has been, you ladies, all entrepreneurs, all doing your own things, are, you know, just flourishing, just continuing to thrive and grow. And I'm just so proud of you guys. So another quick round of applause, and then I promise I'm going to shut up. <laughs> Y'all are amazing. So we are going to go, um, what we're going to do is we're going to go around the room just very briefly. Um, just tell me, tell us your name, what, um, what your business is. And then we're going to start the presentations. Everyone is going to have about 15, 20 minutes um, to shine and tell us your story. Tell us who you are. Tell us about what you have to offer. Um, and then afterwards, I have some fun little questions for each and every one of you. So, you know, I'm not going to tell you the questions. See, I didn't put that in the email. <laughs> so I wanted y'all to be surprised. So 
Um, we're going to start here with this beautiful face in front of me, Ms. Corin Pope. Kim, can I ask Hello. you oh. Can you guys, okay, how are you? Oh, I'm sorry. Dr. Alicia, did you have, so when, like, if somebody wants to attend tonight, like, what time are they to come and use the address, the, the link you gave in the Six email? o'clock. So they can start joining now, yeah. <laughs> oh, so people will be seeing this. Yeah, they'll be seeing this, and then a recorded version will be on the website as well for them to watch oh, also. I just wanted to make sure, because somebody wanted to know where, and I didn't know what time. Oh, yeah. Sorry. And they, can go, to, yeah, they <laughs> can go to the website. There's a button right there that says tune in, and they can click on it, and it'll bring them right here. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right, so Corinne, we're going to go ahead and start with you. Okay. My name is Corinne Pope. I am one half of Embracing Genesis with my co-author, Davina Coleman. Hey, Davina. Um, <laughs> we are a um, women-owned, and because I am a vet, we are also a veteran-owned business. Um, we um, wanted to make sure that we came together to give women the opportunity to accomplish the visions that they've been given. You know, each of us has been given a purpose and a destiny, and a lot of times we don't know how to start that. So Embracing Genesis came about as a way to empower women to do the things that they need to do as far as um, moving forward in their visions. So. My expertise comes in from the mental health aspect of it, not because I'm a counselor or anything like that, but because of life experience and what I've been through. And so we took that and also with Davina's expertise, which she will tell you and share you know, with you herself, we took that together and we came up with a tool that will help women and empower women to do the things that they do so that way we can give back to our own communities you know, by sharing with our children that whatever it is that you have in mind or whatever it is that God gives you, it can be done if you just take a step-by-step -step process. So that's, that. I am one half of Embracing Genesis. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So we're going to jump from you to the other half of Embracing Genesis, Ms. Davina. Good evening, y'all. How y'all doing? How you doing? <laughs> oh, my name is Samina L. Coleman. I am the other half of Embracing Genesis. I think Karan did a wonderful job at explaining exactly what um, the book is about, but as well as what this movement is about, which is just pushing women out to embrace their new beginnings. As long as you've got the willingness to do so, you can make it happen for your life. I am also a school administrator author of this uh, wonderful book, Embracing Genesis and Launching Life Coach. So that's a little bit about me. Okay. Thank awesome. you for having us. No problem. I'm glad you guys could attend. Awesome. All right. And Nicole, we're going to jump to you with all that pretty jewelry in the background. <laughs> I'm going to because I'm short. <laughs> it's okay. I thought people were cool. <laughs> My name is Nicole President. Oh, I think, did we lose her? Oh, no, hold on. I think she might have been having a technical issue. So when she hops back in, we'll go ahead and do her. Um, Jaleesa, are you there? Can we see your pretty face? Jaleesa's actually my best friend, so. <laughs> I have to turn on my light. Oh. <laughs> All right. Hello. Hello. Um, I'm Jaleesa. And, and as Kim said, we are best friends. Uh, we own Girl to Girl Mentoring Program um, for girls ages 11 through 13, and I'm one half of that. 
So um, <laughs> I, I do that, and also it works um, with nutritious and and beauty products. I'm sorry. Okay, awesome, awesome. And Nicole, are you back? Are you okay? I am. Can okay. Yeah, we can hear you now. Good. I was not disturbed, but a call came through, so it just knocked me out. So I People always call, call you when you're doing stuff, so we understand. <laughs> All right. So my name is Nicole President. Um, my full-time, I live here in Somerville, South Carolina. My full-time job, I am a special education teacher um, in Berkeley County. Um, and my business um, that I just started back in April of 2020 is Embellished by Mickey. And I'm an independent consultant with Paparazzi Accessories. So um, I just got into this business because I was going through a hard time losing my father, and I just needed something to do. We were out of school for the pandemic. And so I started doing this, and I just saw the smiles that it put on women's faces. Um, you know, sometimes when we're down, all it takes is a little bling to make us smile and give us that confidence we need. So I see it now not just as a business, but I see it as a ministry because so many people have told me how blessed they are because they feel beautiful and more confident when they walk out the door with this $5 bling. So. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, we can't wait to buy all your bling. <laughs> and last but not least, the beautiful Miss Arlisha Simmons, Dr. Arlisha Simmons, and all that shiny, beautiful purple. I'm just like, I'm like, girl, you got a hard day. <laughs> so good evening. My name is um, Dr. Arlisha Simmons. My brand is the Dr. Alicia brand, and that is inclusive of consulting, being a Gullah Geechee ambassador, and being an author. And so I, I look forward to sharing more about my book um, that I'll highlight on this evening. Okay, awesome, awesome. Well, I welcome all of you ladies again. Thank you so very much. Um, we're just going to jump right in. Dr. Alicia, I know I got you first on the list because I know you got some things you got to do. We are so glad that you could be here with us. You look amazing, so I'm going to go ahead and pass it off to you. Um, ladies, you're welcome. If you're not speaking, you're welcome to put yourself on mute and turn off your camera if you need to. So... Dr. Alicia, you are all good. The floor is yours. <laughs> so good evening. Thank you again, Kim, for hosting this event tonight. And um, I just decided I had this dress. It's brand new. I don't know where I'm going to go, but you only live once. And in the words of salt and pepper, you're not coming back. So I thought I'd go ahead and just put some bling on tonight. Um, and to celebrate the release of the book that I will talk about tonight, that's Digging for Intimacy, Sex, Sensuality, and Loving God. This is the second book in what I consider a series that's called the Digging Series. And so my first book is Digging for Treasure, Jewels of Hope When Pressure and Time Collide. And so this book was first published in 2014. Um, when I turned 40 years old, I know I don't look a day over 35, but when I turned 40, I decided to take my writings, my blog entries, my email posts that I had been sending relatives in, um, while I was in graduate school and, and at the University of Iowa, compile it all together and put this book out. So it's 40 units or 40 chapters with reflection questions as well as scripture. So in addition to all of the identifiers I used earlier, I'm also an ordained minister in the Baptist church, and I previously served as a pastor. 
So this book was um, before I transitioned into being a pastor. And so I'm excited about this. But tonight, I want to focus on my newest book that was released on February the 9th of this year. And God was so gracious unto me um, on the very first day that it uh, launched without any special campaigns, even with a technical glitch, it immediately became a bestseller in the gender and sexuality and religious studies category. And so that means it was on the list with the Kama Sutra and some other texts that people are more familiar with. So tonight, I want to share about Digging for Intimacy, Sex, Sensuality, and Loving God. You can find it on Amazon, the hardcover, the, hard, uh, the softback cover. Uh, it's also in Kindle, or you can go to my website, DrAlicia.com. But I wrote this book after um, just contemplating a number of things during this season of COVID. Um, I've been writing this book for a number of years. And so for those of you who are interested in being an author, um, sometimes you come to a book in a variety of ways. Sometimes it's topical. Sometimes it's by an experience. This book was, for me, um, a compilation of a variety of experiences as it relates to being a Christian woman and then navigating the space of dating and mating. And so I wanted to produce a book that, one, a book that I thought I would need or I should have had as a young adult, okay, or as a teenager, because so often um, we go and we enter into relationships, we enter into sexual relationships, and some people even enter into marriage, and you have no clue about anything. And so what I wanted to do in this book is um, to not only just talk about all the tawdry things that have happened in my life, but I wanted it to be an opportunity for a woman of faith, a woman who's had a variety of experiences, as well as an unmarried woman, to talk about the journey that others share, but they are um, so often not voiced and not communicated. And so in this book that I'm very proud of, um, there are 10 chapters or 10 units. Um, at the end of each chapter, there are three reflection questions, and then there are some resources within all of the within the book. So you have resources as it relates to mental health counseling. You know, sometimes we get into relationships, and not only have our families not prepared us, or if you're a person of faith, um, the church may have not prepared you to understand who you are as a sexual being, but you get into relationships and we have a lot of baggage. And so for African-American women, not only are we holding our own baggage of the relationships that we have been in for whatever period of time that's been, whether you started dating at 15 or 16 or 17, or possibly even the baggage of molestation that we so uh, we don't talk about in the church. But not only do we have our own baggage, but we have generational baggage that we bring into relationships with us. So in this book, I'm very transparent. It's a raw read. And so it is not um, something that you want to approach and go and, and, and select it for your Bible study class unless you and the pastor have a conversation about it. Because as um, I talk about it, I often quote from Usher, these are my confessions. So these are some stories that will make you laugh, they will make you cry, they will make you feel convicted about your own sexual experiences, especially if you are a Christian woman and you have never um, 
really confronted some of the experiences you've had. And I know that, you know, there are some people you've had perfect experiences, you know. And when I say a perfect experience, you found the love of your life in middle school, you dated in high school, you went to prom, you went to college, you were a virgin until you, you know, crossed that threshold of marriage and jumped the broom and you wore white and that is your testimony. But for the rest of us, that's not our testimony. We got some situations, we got some problems, or in the words of Juanita Bynum, you got some sheets, okay? You got some crumpled sheets, you got some dirty sheets, you got some some torn and worn sheets, and you got some torn bodies, all right? And so in this book, my prayer is that people will not only just read my story and feel like you're being a voyeur, like, ooh, she was a hoe. No, 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 no. But maybe you're going to see yourself in these pages or maybe the thing that you can't understand about your girlfriend or your cousin or your sister friend, you're going to understand it by and by because you're going to say, oh, I didn't realize that maybe she was having that experience because it was connected to something else. And so hopefully as people would read these pages, it's 132 pages. And one of my challenges as an author is you want people to experience the book in the way in which you put the book forth. So I put the book forth by writing it, putting the reflection questions, and then wanting the reader to read each reflection question. Well, my readers, they don't follow instructions, okay? So my readers, like, I read it all in one night. I'm like, did you do the reflection question? They're like, I'm going to go back. Now, I want you to take your time and navigate through each chapter. I want you to ask yourself some tough questions um, about uh, your experiences. So not just to read my experiences, but to read your experiences. And so um, I will just share some of the questions that I pose because I think that there are questions that you could, of course, um, work through independently. Or one day you can have a sister-girl conversation. And these are things that prayerfully you can work through in community. One of the things that I suggest to readers is you don't read it alone, but you read it in community. So I suggest to readers that you actually get a reading circle, okay? Get a group of people you can read with, you can ask questions of, and people you can be transparent with. And I think what has happened is because we have always, in some cases, I shouldn't say always, but for most of us, our sexuality and sex has always been thought to be dirty. And so because we don't have a, a, a sex-positive understanding of sexuality, it's like it's bad, it's bad, we shouldn't do it, then we get married, oh, it's wonderful. Okay, there, there's no transition in the middle, okay? But if we begin to develop sex positivity, even with our children, your grandchildren at a young age, where you, in your own way, have these age-appropriate conversations, then by the time they begin to want to question it or want to experiment, they're going to come to you because they realize that you are the person, you're the keeper of the information, and you're not just keeper of secrets, but you're the keeper of information that will keep them healthy. So um, I'm going to just share this, and then I will conclude. And so in Chapter 5, I, I call this The Secrets of the Sheets. Okay, and so I describe this book as it is, um, if you had to use a barometer for describing this book, it's Juanita Bynum is on one side and Zane is on one side, and digging for intimacy is in the middle, okay? <laughs> and so the questions I pose 
um, at the end of that uh, chapter, The Secrets of the Sheets. Uh, during memorial service, we speak the name and acknowledge the absence of those who have transitioned from life to death. Although people may physically still be alive, our relationships with them may have died. Whose names must you speak to release them from your sheets and your soul? So there is this ritualistic part of it as it relates to, you know, who was that person you were with when you were 19? You don't know where they are. You tried to find them on Facebook. But they're still a part of your spirit. And you think about them from time to time. Maybe they need to be released from your sheets. Maybe they need to be released from your soul. And then another question says, if given an opportunity for a peaceful encounter, what would you say to someone who has wounded you or didn't acknowledge the intimacy they shared? And then who do you need God to help you forgive? Who do you need to request forgiveness from due to your actions in a past relationship? And so this book, of course, I write it from the perspective of um, a heterosexual cisgender woman, meaning a woman who was, you know, a person who was born female and who dates men. Um, sometimes we have to think about, you know, it's not just the man that we've had the relationship who did us wrong. Some of us did some crazy stuff. You might have busted the window in the brother's car. You know, you might have ruined his credit. What did you do that you then need to ask forgiveness from? And so that's a part of the book. The book is, yes, I want you to read my story, but I also want to see where God can meet you and where God can heal you in the midst of your digging for intimacy. Thank you so much for allowing me to be with you tonight. Let's give Dr. Alicia a round of applause. <laughs> that was awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for that. So I have a question for you. So I kind of like combined two questions together for a fun question at the end of everybody's presentation. So is Women's History Month, um, uh, by the way, like I'm, the book is amazing. <laughs> for anybody that hasn't heard of it, Definitely, definitely, definitely make sure you go on her website or on Amazon. Actually, on the uh, event's website, I have a link to Amazon and a link to your website as well. So you can go there, go buy as many copies as you can of her book. <laughs> um, but my question for you is, Women's, Women's History Month, so what do you love about being a woman, and how has writing and all of your passions that you, you are currently involved in, how have they empowered you as a woman? Um, what I love about being a woman is we're just wired differently than a man in most cases. So, you know, we're adaptable. We can kind of do multiple things. And so sometimes I realize, you know, with my male friends, like they got to be focused. I'm like, what? I'm doing three things at one time. And so as a woman, you know, we're, we're these complex figures. And, you know, even when you think about our body and we got to go to this doctor, we got to go to the OBGYN, we got to get a breast, you know, all these different things. Um, but I just like that we're wired different. So we are the mothers of the earth. We birth. We give life. And so I think even for those of us who aren't biological mothers, we still get to birth things in the earth. 
And that's the great thing about being a woman. Even if you have not have a biological child, you still have the capacity to, 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 create, to create and to birth. And, you know, I hope that people will realize that. I know a lot of people struggle to have children, but you are still a birther. And because we're mother, you know, we're mothers, like we mother and nurture. I was in the store last night and a little girl started licking something. She was, you know, her mom was about to buy. She was about three. I said, stop. That's nasty. <laughs> so, you know, these days you're not supposed to tell other people's children what to do. But her mom goes, I told you about putting nasty things in your mouth. And so a man might have stood there and been like, oh, she's going to be sick tonight. But as a mother, innate inside of me is to protect, even if it's not someone from my womb. I wanted to protect that child so that she could stop licking this foreign object in the middle of the big lots. And so I just love the fact that we are able to birth and to nurture. Um, as it relates to, what was your second question again? Um, how do your passions, writing, being an author, how do they empower you as a woman? Um, I think we are in a special time in history, and so we are empowered that we can actually tell our stories. You know, and so for African-American women, you know, when we think about historically speaking, of course, there are some narratives of women being able to tell their stories. For example, of a Christian woman like Jarena Lee. So in the 1800s, she's able to tell her story. But for so many of our grandmothers and great-grandmothers, we don't know their stories because of either literacy or the ability to record their stories. So like we're in this wonderful time in history where you can sit up and start on Friday, write all day on Saturday, and by Monday, you can put a book on Amazon, okay? So we have the ability to capture our stories, to tell our stories, to name ourselves, and to not allow history to define us by um, whatever remnants that they have. You know, and so one of the things for me in writing my story, um, I don't, you know, this book, of course, was produced in the pandemic, and even though I had been writing it as it relates to journal entries and blog posts, it had to be birthed because I'm like, I don't want anybody uh, lying at my funeral service, okay? So, you, you know, you don't need to lie on my obituary. I was reading my great-grandmother's obituary um, the other day. I found it. And her whole story was not told in her obituary because my uh, grandmother's nephew decided he wanted to tell her story. Well, I wrote my own bio, okay? So, you know, all you need to do is go cut and paste this and put this in obituary, okay? So I think it's an important time of history that we get to define ourselves, name ourselves, um, speak our own truths, and, um, you know, you don't have to call me what you thought I might have been. I already told you who I was. I already told you who I was, and so just uh, call me Dr. Simmons, and we'll be good. <laughs> I love that. I felt like that was a beautiful ending, wrapping up all of that. So another round of applause for Dr. Alicia. You are wonderful, dear. Thank you so very much for participating and being a part of this evening. I know you got some things to go do, so you hang out as long as you want. And you enjoy your night. Wherever you're going, you enjoy your night. It's beautiful. I a bit to read the book, so I look forward to that. Thank you all. Uh, blessings on your businesses and your endeavors, and it was nice to meet all of you. Thank you. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So we are going to go ahead and move on next into our next presenter, which is the lovely Miss Nicole. Um, Nicole, you ready? I am. So All right. Again, I am so Nicole, 
and I am the CEO of Embellished by Nikki. Um, so I sell $5 accessories. Um, like I said, it'll April will make a year since I've um, been in the business. Um, I'm an educator um, full-time, and this is my part-time passion. I call it, I don't call it my side hustle or my part-time hustle. I call it my side passion or my part-time passion. Um, hopefully in five years after I retire, it'll be my full-time passion. So I am looking forward to that. Um, like I said, all of our accessories are $5 each. Um, we have very unique accessories. Um, our accessories are lead and nickel free, so if you have any type of allergies, um, perfect for you. Um, we have a variety of accessories, um, different metals. We have copper, brass, um, silver, gold, and our newest metal is gun metal, which is a black metal, and it has become very popular. So I'll show you um, those in a minute. Um, I do a live show on Facebook on my personal page every Friday night at 8 o'clock. I'm looking to add some more days, um, but life has been very busy for me. I have a four-year-old. Um, I am 45 years old <laughs> with a four-year-old, um, and I have a 14-year-old who keeps me busy and a 23-year-old who just graduated college. Um, he's no longer living here. He's gainfully employed. Thank you. <laughs> No longer in our pockets. Um, so I, I do have a rather busy life. So um, this summer, hopefully, I look forward to adding some more days to my live shows. Hopefully, um, after COVID, I can do some parties, private parties in-house. Um, right now, I am available for private Zoom parties if anyone is interested. Um, you just have to, you know, you can message me on Facebook. Um, and we can set something up. So I have something for everyone. So we cater to our little divas. Um, these are some of the cute little accessories that we have, these little earrings. And we have bracelets for them as well. They're little stretch bracelets. And they are only a dollar each. So sometimes I'll do um, shows that are just geared just for them and their parents get them on and they watch and they get excited because they get to pick, you know, they get to shop. You know, mom doesn't have to shop all the time. Dad doesn't have to shop all the time. So they put them in front and we have some fun on Facebook Live. Um, I also have men's jewelry. So this is just an example of what I have, a snap bracelet. So this is a part of our urban wear. I know a lot of women like to wear these as well because I have a couple that I wear myself. So this is $5. So we have something for children. Men, we, only thing we don't cater, only people we don't cater to are little boys. So hopefully they'll be working on that soon. Um, we have ring. Look at that beauty. $5. And these are just some of the other rings that I have. Um, very unique items. These are some earrings. $5. And these are seed bead earrings. They are on a post back not very um, heavy at all. Um, these are some other earrings that I have that we carry. So like I said, our pieces are very unique. Those feathers, um, we have hoops, we have pearls. Um, these beauties, would you believe they're clip-on? So these beauties are clip-on. So like I said, we have something for everyone. Um, this is just a glimpse of what else I carry. So we have a variety of colors. So tonight's show I'm going to do at 8 o'clock is going to be themed um, 
workshop the rainbow because I have a rainbow. We're going to go through a rainbow of colors. So this is one of the items that I'm going to feature tonight, this beautiful red and silver cuff bracelet. And no, red is not my favorite color, but I just happened to pull everything red tonight. Um, we also have, I call it our cultural items because we have these wooden beads, and I have these in a variety of colors. So that wooden um, set there. And going into our metals, this is our copper. These are some copper earrings, just to give you an idea of what they look like. And then we also carry a lighter copper, which kind of resembles rose gold, but it's a little darker than rose gold. And then here is our brass. And then this is a gold piece. We also have what we call seed bead jewelry. So this is an example of seed beads. And they get its name because they're small like seeds. So I have a variety of different styles and colors of these as well. And then we also have um, what we call our Z collection. So everything that I just showed is $5 each except for the kids jewelry, which is a dollar. Um, but we also have what we call our Z collection. And this is our more elegant collection. But these pieces are $25, and they come with gorgeous earrings. And I need to mention that all of our $5 necklaces come with complimentary earrings as well. So you get a necklace and earrings for $5 um, for this gorgeous piece. And I try to sell these to brides or anybody else who just wants to be beautiful, add to their beauty. Um, but this is our $25 piece. Um, we have several different kinds, um, several different styles, several, several different um, colors in, those, in that collection. Um, so even if you um, see something you want, you can watch my live every Friday night at 8. Um, or if, you, if there's something special you want, you can always uh, message me, email me. Um, if you need something for a birthday gift, you know, last-minute gift, someone's anniversary, um, for your wedding party, for yourself, um, I'm available. I have inventory in-house all the time. I also have a website, which is www.embellishedbynikki.com. You can shop that website 24-7. Um, the good thing about that is it will ship directly to your house. So um, that is an option as well. Also, um, I am looking to grow my team. It is a very great opportunity, um, a very good business. You can work it when you want to. You can work it from your home um, to get started. You can get started for as low as $99 for a kit. There, um, and in that kit, you get 35 pieces. Um, there's a $299 kit, and in that kit, you get 120 pieces. And then there's a $499 kit, and in that kit, you can get 200 pieces. Um, as a consultant, you pay $2.75 per piece. So you sell it for $5. You can sell it for more than $5, but it makes no sense because if everybody else is selling it for $5, why are you going to increase your price? So um, those are opportunities available for you to join my team. And it is not, you know, everybody always thinks, well, if I join your team, how much money do I have to pay you? Nothing. Whatever you make is yours to keep. That is your profit. Um, this business has blessed me because, I mean, you know, sometimes we all get into a financial bind, and all I have to do is go out and sell some jewelry, and, oh, I'm like, I got gas money. 
or I got money to send to the kid in college who's no longer, you know, who is done. But, you know, it's, it's a blessing. And my daughter um, plays travel basketball. So that's a whole lot more money, you know, so extra income. So you can work your own business at your own time, you know, whenever you have time. I carry around a bag full of jewelry. I call it my bling bag. My daughter calls it my hustle bag, like whatever. <laughs> but, you know, there are people like, oh, I love your earrings. I'm like, I got some in my bag. Would you like to buy a pair? So it is, it is a lot of fun. Um, but besides the extra income, like I said, it has blessed me. It has blessed a lot of people. Um, I've met women from my life, strangers. I don't even know, message me afterwards and just tell me how much of a blessing I've been to them because, you know, they were depressed, you know, didn't know what to do. But it's kind of a fellowship, and we have a lot of fun. We play games during the live. Um, so it's not just about selling jewelry. There's some people who just come and don't ever buy anything. But I just appreciate the fact that they are there with me and that I could be a blessing to them and that I can make them feel good about themselves. Um, my 71-year-old mother uh, joined Facebook the other day, and so now she comes on my live and so I do this thing called Wear It Wednesday where I, you know, my, my customers send me pictures and I post it on Facebook. And so my mom told me Sunday when I went to see her, she was like, I need to put some makeup on and I need to take some pictures because I want to be featured in your Wear It Wednesday. So I'm like, okay, cool. So my sister did her makeup and she took several different pictures. She was like, okay, now you spread these out across the Wednesdays. Don't use them all at one time. So it, things like that just makes me feel good because, like I said, you know, you can put on some bling and feel like a whole new person when you walk out the door, you know, like I'm looking good and it boosts your confidence and it just makes you feel like a different person. You know, if you're in that slump, grab some bling, put it on, and make yourself feel better. So um, like I said, again, I'm available for private Zoom parties. Um, there's something for everyone and for every occasion. Um, my website, www.embellishedbynikki.com, $5 bling is my business. So. Um, awesome. Let's give Nicole a round of applause. Thank that you. was a wonderful, wonderful presentation. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about moms. Like, moms are like some of the most supportive people on social media. They don't care what you post, they just going to reach. My mom shares everything I post. She don't know yes. what it is, but she going to share it. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So that's awesome. You have a cheerleader of a mom. So yes. shout out to moms. Moms, y'all are awesome. <laughs> yes. So question time. So same question for you as well, Nikki. What do you love about being a woman, and what about your jewelry business empowers you as a woman? Um, what I love about being a woman, I feel like I'm wearing a cape at all times. Like, I feel like superwoman. Um, perseverance, like I'm able to go through anything, you know, and bounce back. Like, I'm built for anything. Um, I just, you know... I, I look at my husband sometimes, and I'm like, yeah, men, like, it's crazy. But, like, we, 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 can, we have the ability to think on our feet. Like, you know, when something happens, we know how to jump right in and fix it. So I love being a woman. Um, and what was that second part again? <laughs> it was, what about your jewelry business and being an entrepreneur empowers you as a woman? 
So I've always wanted something just for me. And so this business, it, it makes me feel like I finally have something that's mine. You know, like I said, I've been a teacher for 22 years. And, I mean, I love what I do, but I don't own it. This I can own and say it's mine. So that empowers me in the fact that I can put a smile on the faces of other women and help them with that confidence and help them with their self-esteem does a whole lot for me. So Wonderful. I love that. That is so, y'all are giving such good responses. It's giving me goosebumps. <laughs> well, Nikki, well, uh, Nicole, thank you so very much. I appreciate you being a part of this event, um, showing us all of your beautiful jewelry. I did not know that y'all did jewelry for men as well, so you're talking yes. something very new tonight. Yes, we have so. um, rings, we have um, necklaces in the gunmetal, the brass, the silver, gold. Um, we have we have tons of stuff for men, so we do have it's called our urban line. I'm gonna keep that in mind for Father's Day. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Another round of applause for Nicole. Thank you all, and thank you for having me. I am super stoked about this. <laughs> well, we are glad to have you. Thank you so much. So up next, we have embracing Genesis. The double trouble up there, <laughs> Ms. Corinne and Davina. Um, I know you said you did need uh, uh, sharing abilities. Did you want me to share it with the both of you, or one of? I didn't know if one of you guys had the presentation. If you can just Davina. share it with me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, Let me. Um, okay. And to be honest, don't even worry about it. We can just flow. Be good. Like we can, we both can see the presentation, so we can we can roll just like we are. Okay. Uh, let me see. Uh, switch. Okay, Corinne, I think you should have abilities to be a uh, to share your screen now. I just added you as a presenter, so let me know if that works. At the bottom, you should see something that says like share. Do you see it? Um. Yeah. Did okay. you give it to Davina? Oh, no, I think, oh, no, not Davina, Corinne, I gave it to you. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> All right, and let me, okay, let me know if you have any issues. Um, okay, perfect. I think I did it right. Um, but whenever you guys are ready, you're, um, you got the A-OK -okay to go ahead and start. Okay. I don't see it, so I'm just going, we're going to rock and roll without it. How about that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that works. So, <laughs> so we are very excited um, to share with you our project, which is Embracing Genesis, a guide to move you from vision to reality. And so we want to tell you a little bit about how this project started for us. So at the time, I was, you know, I still go to counseling, but I was very active in counseling and had had a conversation with my counselor, and she had told me to do what was called a dream book. And so can y'all hear me? Because my screen looks frozen. You can. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, me and Davina, we're sitting at the back of the church, and I'm telling her about this conversation between me and my counselor and how she wanted me to do like a visual, um, vis like a vision board in book form.
And so she called it a dream book. So I'm telling Davina, I'm excited. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this book, and it's going to have me, you know, put everything that I want to accomplish in this book. And she's like, hmm, you know, we could probably make this into a book. And I was like, we should do a book? She was like, we should do a book. But we kind of sat on it. So a couple of months went by, and I called her, and I'm like, Vina. She's like, yes. And I'm like, we should do the book. She's like, we should do the book. And I'm like, we should do the book. So we got together, and we started putting all these ideas together, and we weren't exactly sure where to start. We weren't sure who to talk to. We knew nothing about writing a book. We knew nothing about publishers. We knew nothing about distributors. We knew Nothing about nothing, basically. But we said we we're going to get this done. And so from a simple conversation sitting at the back of the church, um, Embracing Genesis went from a concept that started in a folder and it ended up into being a bestseller on Amazon. And it went to being a bestseller on Amazon because everything that we used to create this workbook we put in this workbook to help other women accomplish their visions. So this is why Embracing Genesis exists because there are, I've tried so many different things and nothing ever worked out, but it, we were able to kind of focus in on something, come up with the strategy, and we wanted to be able to share it with other women so that way they're able to accomplish their visions. And so Davina's going to explain in a little bit why we chose Embracing Genesis as our title of our workbook. And so when we started talking about, well, what do we name this book? What, you know, what's going to happen? And I need everybody to know that this is not a book. It is a workbook. It's mm -hmm. a workbook to teach you the framework of how do you go from the space where you have this mental creation of your visions in your mind and you begin to actually manifest it into reality. And so as we were having these conversations, Genesis is like one of those things that, that's, that's my thing. Like, my car outside is called Genesis. That's what I named her. Um, she was my new beginning. I went through a divorce, and after divorce, you're looking for those new beginnings. And I said, I'm in my year of a new beginning. And so as we're talking about it, we're throwing around Genesis, and just before we knew it, it was like, we need to embrace it. Like, it was like, what do you need to do with Genesis? And we're throwing out all these things we need to do. And it was like, we need to embrace it. And so... Embracing Genesis was birthed right in the conference room um, at one of our employments. So it just was like, this is it. And so we had to ask ourselves, who is this workbook for? And so we're going to tell you, because this workbook is not for everybody, and we know it. We know that this workbook is for a woman that is just like what I'm getting ready to tell you. This workbook is for the woman who says, I am ready to move towards my genesis, my new beginning. This workbook is for the woman that says, I am so tired of traveling the familiar road of starting my vision and never finishing. This is for the woman that says, I'm tired of the disappointment of never putting myself first because we can do that, right? This book is for that woman that has that inner voice just calling on the inside. You feel something stirring. You know you're getting called to do something greater, and you're not sure of how to answer the call. Matter of fact, you're not sure if you got the time to get it done or the resources to get it done. And this book is also for the woman who spends more time listening to her self-doubt and fear rather than knowing that she's capable of doing 
everything that she feels on the inside. And so that's who this book is for. So we know that we're not going to hit every audience, but if that speaks to you, you might want to listen to the rest of this presentation because there's something in there, something there for you. Okay, go ahead, Ren. What is Embracing Genesis? Let the people know. So Embracing Genesis is your new beginning. And like Davina just said, it can start from anywhere in your life. You know, Davina was embracing her in Genesis from coming out of a divorce, and I was embracing my Genesis from dealing with depression and anxiety, You know, and actually embracing the fact that I'm going to have to take medication. That doesn't make me crazy. You know what I'm saying? I have to embrace the fact that I'm going to have to go to counseling. It doesn't make me less than. I just have to embrace my new beginning, just like Davina had to embrace hers. So we we wanted other women to know that your vision and starting your new beginning can start from anywhere in your life. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter, you know, what it is that, you know, you hear or that you see, because some people see their visions, that it starts in your mind. And so they see these visions and they're like, okay, this looks like it's too big. Some people hear it. They hear that small voice talking to them and letting them know that this is exactly what it is that you need to be moving forward word for your vision. And so the very first section of our workbook is called Embracing Vision. And what that section does is it helps break down exactly what is a vision, how do you differentiate it between a vision, a, a vision and a daydream, because there is a difference. You know, there are some things that we have complete and total control over in our lives, and there are some things that we don't have complete and total control over. So the difference between a vision is a daydream is and a daydream is control. What do you have complete control over and what do you not? So one of those examples is a woman who wants to be married. So here it is, you know, I'm 43. So here it is, I'm thinking by the time I'm 43, I would, be, would have been married for years and years by now. Me and my husband would be looking old together. You know what I'm saying? We might have had, you know, started to have some grandchildren. I don't, thank God. But, you know, might have had some grandchildren and doing the things that we need to do. But that's a daydream, essentially, because I don't have control of when God is going to release me to be married. I don't have control or complete control over whether or not, you know, we're going to live this long, you know, life together. But what I do have control over is preparing to become a wife. What I do have control over is saying, okay, am I able to minister to this man when he comes home and he's having a rough day? You know, say, can I minister to him because have I been ministering to myself? You know, say, am I able to keep a house? together? Am I able to, you know, manage a household and make sure that things flow the way that they do? Because managing a household single is way different than doing it when you're married. But those are things that you can control because you can pursue things to, to better yourselves to get there. Embracing Visions explains that. It also explains that, you know, wanting to be an entrepreneur or having a business, if you're not doing anything to move forward to those things, that dream essentially is a daydream because you're not doing anything to make things happen. And we have this story in the book that we enjoyed writing about Joyce, who just, Joyce just thought she was all that. She really did. Joyce said, I go to work every day. I may not be on time, but I go to work. You know, Joyce said, I may not do everything that I do. I'm supposed to do, but I do some stuff. I mean, I at least pick up lunch for people. You know what I'm saying? So when she got passed over for a promotion and she didn't understand and she went to go talk to her boss about it and he essentially 
checked her and was like, these are the things that you do professionally, of course. He's like, these are the things that you don't do, and these are the things as to why you were passed over. So if you want something to happen in your life, if the vision that you have, whether it be losing weight, starting a business, starting a nonprofit, whatever it may be, you have to differentiate between what you have complete control over and what you don't have complete control over because it will help navigate which path that you want to follow. And Davina will talk about, you know, the differences in the directions you want to go as far as being consistent and being inconsistent. So when you're looking at embracing Genesis, there's a quote in a book that I absolutely love. And a quote says, if you fail to believe in what you see, then you will fail to produce what you imagine. If you fail to believe in what you see, you will fail to produce what you imagine. The issue that we have as women is sometimes we're, we see all these great visions, but we don't believe that we're capable of getting it done. And at, that, at which point your belief fails to connect with your vision, then you're going to cause your visions to be aborted, you're going to cause them to be stillborn, or you're going to miscarry that vision. Your goal and our job and our requirement upon this earth is to birth every vision that we see. And we cannot do that if we're inconsistent. And a lot of times we find ourselves in this, this place of being inconsistent. We start something, we stop. We procrastinate. We're not prepared, whatever the case may be. But we have to remain consistent in this walk of embracing our genesis. Why? Because we're given 86,400 seconds on a daily basis. Every day, y'all, it's 86,400 seconds. We have to capitalize on time. If I ask you, what do you do on a daily basis with the 86,400 seconds, can you say that you're investing time into your vision, or are we just wasting time? And so our job is to capitalize on time and to commit that we can actually birth our vision. One of the things I really love about our workbook is at the end of each, each section, there is something we call a mindful moment. The mindful moments are meant to give strategies. It doesn't help you to overcome because it's pretty, but it's just a quick strategy to help you to deal with something that you might be feeling. So, for example, if you're embracing your genesis, you have to deal with your inner critic. And your job is to be, your actions must be quicker than your inner critic. Your actions have to be quicker than the no that comes up in your mind. And so we give strategies and we talk about what happens when you deal with self-doubt and what happens when self-doubt brings his, his older cousin, Mr. Overwhelming, with him. Because sometimes we're, if we don't doubt, then we become overwhelmed with the things that we go through. And so at the end of each section, you will find a mindful moment as well as what we consider a guide. The guide is the workbook portion of it. So you get a little bit of content, and then we move into a work session. And so in embracing visions, you're going to find different activities like a brain dump. What do you see in your mind? Take five to ten minutes and just put it on the paper. Don't think about being right or wrong. Don't think about the money you have. Don't think about what you think you can do versus what you can't do, do that you can't do. Just dump. After you dump, go back and scrub the list from your visions from your daydream. Then what we do is we teach you to pick one because in picking that one, you discover what is your why. And if you don't have why, you don't have purpose, so you can't take the limitations off the visions that you see. And the second section, we move into embracing celebrations, and Rand, I'm going to kick it back off to you. 
with embracing celebration, can y'all hear me? Okay, with embracing celebrations, we wanted to make sure that we, you know, talked about the importance of celebrating yourself and that there doesn't have to be some big um, accomplishment in order for you to celebrate yourself. As women, we don't celebrate ourselves enough. We are so focused on making sure that everybody else is taken care of. If you're married, you want to make sure that your husband's taken care of. If you're married with children, you want to make sure that your husband and your children are taken care of, not to mention all the responsibilities that you have outside of the home and within your workplace. And so you have as women, we have to get to a place where everything that we accomplish, we make it a point to celebrate our accomplishments, which is why we have an entire section in the workbook dedicated to celebrating yourself. What does that look like? You know, what type of things are you going to reward yourself with? You know what I'm saying? And does the reward um, – does a reward equal what it is that you accomplish? Because some people feel like, well, this celebration may not be, you know, appropriate for this accomplishment, but I'm going to choose something else. You don't have to have an excuse to be proud of yourself. It's not selfish. You know what I'm saying? It's not, you know, it's not that you don't care about everybody else. It's not that you're, you're not concerned with what everyone else is doing, but you have to be proud of you because celebrating yourself will give you the momentum needed to continue to keep going. It will give you the encouragement needed to make it down to the end. And so after every section of the workbook, we made sure that we put what is called a celebration guide. And so we have examples of what your celebrations can be. Who will you celebrate with? There's a chart so you can write down everybody that you're willing to celebrate with. Or you might not want to celebrate with anybody. That might be your me time. You're like, I just don't want to be bothered. I'm celebrating the fact that I don't have to look at anybody right now at this moment. So whatever it is, we want to make sure that at after each section, after you have completed all of your work sessions, that you take a moment to celebrate yourself and to celebrate what it is that you accomplished because it is extremely important. And a lot of people don't think that it is, but it is a huge deal when you're going on this journey of embracing your vision. You have to be able to celebrate yourself, and that will keep you going. Absolutely. And as you shift from embracing celebrations, you move right into embracing prioritizing. Let's face it, we as women, we wear many hats in our life. There are a lot mm -hmm. of roles that we play. For I'll give you an example, I'm a school administrator. I'm also a youth pastor. I go from youth pastor and I'm a daughter. I go from a daughter and I'm a sister. You know, you can go on and on and on with all the things that you play in your life. And so in order for you to embrace prioritizing, how do you keep the main thing the main thing? you got to identify what are all the key roles that you play in your life. Why is that important? That is critical because you have to find a way to find balance. Mm -hmm. All of the roles that you play in your life, they come with competing priorities. So my role as a youth pastor competes with my role as sometimes being a school administrator. My school administrator role competes with me investing time as a sister. Me being a sister competes with time as a friend. You get what I'm saying? It, kind of, it keeps on trickling down. So we don't find time for the things that we need to do. We're not operating at the optimum level in our life and in the roles that we play. We mm -hmm. got to make sure that things that we find important, that we invest time in it. And we, the big thing about the book is we want people to understand your visions are just as important as all the roles that you play. Mm -hmm. 
Sometimes we allow all the roles that we play in life to take over our visions, and we say we don't have time. This is especially true for mothers. We become moms, and you do all you can for your children, and you keep putting your dreams off. You keep putting your dreams off, and before you know it, know it, your children are grown, and you're just not getting started with your life visions. You've wasted 20 years. Mm-hmm. We don't want that to happen for anybody. But in order for you to embrace your genesis and embrace your prioritizing, you got to learn the power of no. Mm-hmm. So it's, I know you're on mute, but just say no. Practice no. that. <laughs> because a lot of times we do not say no enough. We are the yes man. And the more you say yes to people, the more they're going to use you. Mm-hmm. But when you say no, you force people to take ownership of their own vision. Stop helping other people to birth their visions and you don't birth your own. And that's not what we're doing this year. We're going to birth our own vision and we're going to start implementing the power of no. And not only are we going to implement the power of no, but we're going to find an accountability partner. We're going to find somebody that we can say, hey, not hey, girlfriend, because a friend is not a good accountability partner sometimes. When you don't feel like doing it, they're like, girl, I'm tired too. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm, I'm glad you didn't want to do that. I didn't want to go do it either. So, no. Now, some friends are good accountability partners. How can you identify a good accountability partner? They have the ability to balance pressure with support. They give you just enough pressure for you to succeed, and they give you just enough support for you to be okay. They don't put too much pressure on you that causes you to break, and they won't give you too much support that they end up being a crutch for you. And so find somebody who can say no to you, that don't agree with everything you say, and then they can also balance pressure with support. Karen, talk a little bit about recent planning. We're going to talk about reflection. We're wrapping this thing up. Yes. Okay. So planning. Okay. So just as a disclaimer, planner is my fa- planning is my favorite part. You know, and a lot of people don't like the plan. They just feel like, oh, I know what I got to do, and it's in my head, and I'm just gonna go. And obviously, for some people, that does not always work because then you end up right where you started, and that was accomplishing nothing. And so it is important that you take the priorities and all the key roles that you play in your life and you schedule and plan those things out. And so in the workbook, we have what is called the time matrix, which is very popular with corporate organizations to kind of help people break down what quadrants things in their life um, fit into. So, for example, there's a quadrant called necessity. There's a quadrant called um, waste, a quadrant called distraction, and a project called productivity. And so what it does is it breaks each one of those down. It has an explanation of what each one of those quadrants mean. And you can take everything that you do in a day, for instance, and break it down and put it in each quadrant to figure out where am I wasting time because the quadrant of waste is something that you want to completely eliminate. Things that are distracting could be, you know, you're trying to get something done and your phone keeps ringing and it's your homegirl down the street wanting to talk about her man who wasn't active out last night. You know, say not that it's not important to her, but it's 
it's not important to you at that moment because there were things that you needed to get done. So it's a distraction. Then there's necessity and productivity. You want to stay in the quadrant of productivity because those are the things that are planned out and you, this is where you need to be able to operate throughout, throughout your time. And so it doesn't mean that other things in your life aren't important. It's just that you're scheduling it so that way if crises come up, you know, unexpected things come up, you're, you know, which it does because life happens, there you have a way that you can maneuver around your time without letting anything in your life drop, meaning the key roles that you have or your vision, because your vision is just as important as everything else in your life. But you have to learn how to plan and schedule those things so that way you can keep everything on track. And like Davina said, at the end of each section, we have what is called a practical guide, which will show you examples and give you the opportunity to do the work so that way you can use the tools that we are giving you. And so even in that, as, like Davina said previously, at the end of each section we, we have a mindful moment because planning be can become overwhelming or you get stuck in a place of procrastination. So what we want you to know is that it's okay to feel the way that you're feeling. It's okay to feel overwhelmed. It's okay to feel like, okay, you know, I think I'm procrastinating right now, but we don't want you to stay there. And so like Davina stated earlier, it's not going to help you overcome, but it will help you cope and put some practices in place to help you move forward so that way you're not stopping on your vision. And planning is extremely important. It's just as important as celebrating, prioritizing, and embracing your vision is just as important as every other section of the workbook. So Davina is going to go into why it's important to reflect, and then we're going to close up. All right, so for reflection, it's very simple. you got to know where you are at now, mm -hmm. where you've been, and where you're going. And so in that moment in reflection, when you get to the place of where you're going, you can look back and find all your failures so you can say, Hey, I identified this. It didn't break me. It helped me to get to this place. It was all working for my, y'all say it, mouth it out, my good, right? It was all working for my good. And so I, I need you guys to know part of my life story and for education, my journey, I'm a, a certified seven habits of highly effective people's trainer. It's a training that is a $30,000 investment training every single year that I don't have to pay. I just got to go learn because the, the school picks it up. And all the things that we've been, I've been learning, what we're able to do is embed some of that in the book, especially when it came to embrace and planning, as Karen was talking about the um, time matrix. The time matrix is a game changer for your life if you don't have balance. It's a game changer. Connect with us. We are on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all under either Embrace Genesis or Embracing Genesis. And I thank the um, organizers of this event because all those things are there. But as individuals, we're also on social media. I'm Davina L. Coleman on every platform to include Clubhouse. Um, I welcome you to join the Vision Birthing Room, which is a Facebook group that I'll be able to teach out of. We also invite you to Embrace in Genesis. It's our Facebook group that we're currently doing a book study. And so we have made it through the first section already of the book study. And this Sunday at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern, we go into the second 
session. So if you would like to join it, make sure you purchase the book. It is a number one bestseller on Amazon. Not only do we have the book, but we have a journal and we have a planner. So that's the trinity. And so get the trinity. Get started on your visions. Move them to reality. And Corinne is going to close us up and talk about the next project. So the next project that we have coming out is called our Embracing Genesis 30-Day Challenge from um, Process to Promise. And so what that is is we, when we first launched Embracing Genesis, it started with a 30-day challenge because we realized that in order for you to move forward in your vision, you have to let go of the traumas of your past because if you're still holding on to things, it's for some people, it can be impossible to move forward. And so it started as a social media challenge, and it grew into something so much greater. And we realized that so many women were getting released from things. They were, you know, letting go of things. They were talking about things they haven't talked about either never in their lives or haven't spoken of in years. And so we said what we're going to do is we're going to incorporate it into another journal, and we're calling it our 30-day journal from process to promise. And it's just a way for women to get very deep and personal before they move forward with the visions that it is that they need that they want to move forward with and this gives them to op the opportunity to release the traumas and to start fresh when they move forward into their vision so we really appreciate you having us on thank you for allowing us to present like Davina said the Trinity is available on Amazon um, right now and our challenge journal embracing Genesis 30-day challenge from process to promise will be available soon and we thank you so very much Awesome. So round of applause for Embracing Genesis. <laughs> you guys are amazing. I love your back and forth dynamic duo, Batman and Robin. I love it. <laughs> so same question for the two of you beautiful ladies. Corinne, we'll start with you first. What do you love about being a woman and what about embracing Genesis, everything that you guys are creating and doing for women right now, what about that empowers you as a woman? Um, what I love about being a woman was the fact that I was able to birth my children, you know, and they have grown, they're adults now, and they have grown up to be absolutely beautiful people. And so I would say if I don't accomplish anything else in this life, being able to birth my children is the the greatest blessing ever, you know, as far as being a woman is concerned for me. And then as far as birthing embracing Genesis, um, on a personal level, it helps me to realize that I am able and I am capable because for a long time I didn't feel like I was. And so other women who may feel the exact same way that I do can pick up this workbook and say, okay, I know that I can accomplish whatever it is that is put before me because I am capable. And, you know, a lot of times women don't feel strong enough to say that. Like, I am enough and I am capable. And Embracing Genesis did that for me. Awesome. awesome. I love that. All right, Ms. Davina, same question for you. All right, so what do I love about being a woman? I'll put this in uh, Dr. Miles Monroe's term. Dr. Miles Monroe said that women, women are the incubators of a man's vision. 
And what he said is that we're the only creatures that walk this earth that man can give a seed and we can produce life to it. And so I appreciate as a woman, I'm a life birther. And it's not just birthing uh, children because I don't have kids. So for me, it's birthing vision. It's birthing what I feel on the inside. We as women, we can birth and become anything that we want to become as long as our belief connects to our visions, we will conceive. And once we conceive, after we plan and we execute, we will birth our vision. So we can deliver our visions. We are vision birthers. So that's what I love about being a woman. What I love about uh, embracing Genesis and empowerment that has caused, it has allowed me to become a vision midwife. I now have the expertise that I can help a woman go from vision to reality on their visions. As long as they have, you know, the Bible talks about a mustard seed of faith. If you just got a little bit of faith in your vision, I can work with that. I can help to birth that. I love the fact that during this process, we get to inspire women because people get to see our vision birthing. They get to see that in reality. Like if you look behind me, those four big things, that is my vision wall. That's all my visions on the wall. I get to look at it each day and claim my manifestation. But remember, if you just have belief, that doesn't help you to birth your vision. It actually takes you executing. So when I look at my vision wall, I say, this is something I need to execute on today. This is something I need to work on within the next three months. And so for my empowerment for Embracing Genesis, Girl has been a vision birther. That is what I'm doing. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dynamic Duo of Embracing Genesis. Y'all ladies are wonderful and amazing. Again, for anyone that's just joining us, um, if you would like to support, buy copies of the book, um, support these ladies in any kind of way, any any of our other vendors and speakers that have um, participated, you can go on to the event website. It's www.exquisitewomenempowermentday.com, and you can support all of these ladies. It's right under the tab that says day one, because this is day one of all the fun we're going to have this weekend. Um, and I think our final speaker that we have, see she grinning because she knows it's her turn, <laughs> is Miss Lisa, who is going to talk to us about all of the wonderful things that she does and everything she has to offer. <laughs> well, the floor is yours, Lisa. Okay. Well, hello again. I'm Jaleesa Green. Um, I've gotten some great words since I've been on here since the beginning. Uh, I've been writing in my notebooks things that you guys were saying. Like, I got to get that. But I'm here to talk more about, well, first of all, my baby, our baby, girl to girl, and which we have, me and Kim, we have our own mentoring group. Um, and also, a new venture that I started with is It Works, um, where I sell beauty and nutritious items um, as well. So I guess I'll start with that. Um, well, I started with It Works in, like, February. <laughs> I started, like, last month. So I'm fairly new to the product. Um, so basically I started because I was like, I have a full-time job, but I felt like I was living paycheck to paycheck, and it was never a time where I could go and do some self-care for myself, and as we know, that is very important. 
um, because I work at mental health as a school-based counselor. So anytime I can have self-care for myself, it's a winner. <laughs> so basically, um, I have some products that um, I have right now. Um, and the first one is the Slimming Gummies. Um, this is made with apple cider vinegar, um, and it helps to target the pinchable fat in your midsection area and in the love handle areas. Um, it is full with apple cider vinegar, but it smells like apple cider vinegar, but it tastes just like a gummy. Um, you can take two a day or you can take four. It is definitely up to you. Um, when I started taking it, I think I lost about a pound a day. Um, and I know I'm selling the product, but I'm being serious right now. I'm losing a pound a day. Um, so that's the Slimming Gummy. Um, and then I have also the Skinny Brew. Um, so this is basically a coffee. It's an instant French roasted coffee. Um, you don't have to put it in like a Kareg or anything like that. All you have to do is cut this open and then just pour it in your coffee. But I'm seeing that the best way to do it is to pour it in and then add the water and stir it up and all of that stuff so it doesn't, you know, you don't have that pottery texture um, as well. Um, and also, my last thing that I have on me is the Sleepy Tea. Um, this is also a powder as well. This helps you to wind down from a long days of work. Um, this is good for, like, when you're ready to go to sleep or you're having problems sleeping. Um, and it's made with magnesium and melatonin as well. And this relaxes you very, very quickly. Um, I've been taking this for a while now, and it really does work. Um, the same way that you do the skinny brew, that's how you would also do the sleepy tea as well, um, just putting the powder in a cup and warming it up um, so that you have some restful sleep. Um, but that is all that I have for the It Works. Um, those are all the products that I have right now. Um, but, you know, I'm going to invest in some more. Uh, working for It Works, it has been very encouraging. My team is very, very encouraging. And even when I don't feel as though I want to work that particular day, I'm always getting messages and people are saying, have you done this? Have you messaged people? So it is very rewarding. Um, but definitely I enjoy It Works. Um, I can work the schedule whenever I'm ready to work it. Um, because, like I said, I work a full-time job, and that can be pretty busy as well. Um, and after work, I do get tired. So um, that's just a little bit about it works. But I also want to talk about our baby with Kimberly. <laughs> so basically, this is our second year with the Girl to Girl program. Um, we started last year in February. Um, it all started with a vision, um, and then I got some advice for, from somebody, and she was like, you need to go ahead and start that girls group. And I was like, you know, it was a long time, and I've been thinking about this since, like, college, that, you know, I wanted to start this girls group because we didn't have a girls group like that, you know, being in middle school and high school. And, I mean, there was, like, a girls group, but it didn't continue. And we wanted to be those mentors who continue to have the same girls and let them know we are here for you. So that is why we started the Girl to Girl program. Um, this program consists of helping um, guide middle school girls um, ages 11 through 13 right now. 
um, you know, helping them with those trials and tribulations that they are going to go through during middle school because we know that middle school was very tough and hard um, when it came to struggling with grades and trying to live up to expectations with our parents and even expectations with our friends, um, trying to fit in all of those different things. So we wanted to conduct this group to let them know that it is okay. <laughs> you can breathe. Um, and, you know, we also wanted to work with them on their self-esteem as well because, I'm going to be transparent. When I was around that age, high school and some of college, I didn't have the highest self-esteem. I wasn't as confident as I should have been. And, you know, we wanted to be those mentors that let, you know, little age girls know, hey, you got this. Like, even when you are on your downtime, you still got this. So that is what the Girl to Girl program is. We are accepting applications as well. Uh, we're supposed to start next week, but, you know, anyone is welcome as long as you're the age of 11 through 13. Uh, registration is $45. Um, right now we started off um, in person, but then a corona happened, and now we're virtual. <laughs> so we're hoping that, you know, everything simmers down and we're able to meet up again in person. Um, and I also wanted to put out there as well, I know we had some great speakers tonight. Uh, we're also looking for speakers as well. So if you want to just take out 15 minutes or 30 minutes, it does not matter. You know, just showing our girls you can do it and this is what you can be. Um, so we definitely want to have those positive influences uh, for our girls. Um, and we're also taking donations as well. Um, any little thing we, we take. Um, <laughs> but, yes, that is a little bit about the Girl to Girl program, and it works. And, Kim, did you want to add anything to that? Um, if you would like more information on Girl to Girl, to sign up, to become a speaker, to donate, you can go to our website, uh, www.girl2girl, the number two, girl2girlmentorship.org. And that will be on the event website as well for you guys to support however you would like and learn more. <laughs> yes, and I must say that I know that you guys were talking about accountability partners, and I must say Kim has been my accountability partner since day one because we met in middle school, um, and we've been best friends ever since. Um, and even when it came to this girl-to-girl -girl program, like some days I'll just be like, I just really don't feel like this. And Kim is like, hey, do you want to meet up? So she is definitely my accountability partner, and she definitely sparks me up. So <laughs> that's, that's all that I have to say. <laughs> Well, thank you, Jaleesa. Round of applause for Jaleesa. <laughs> um, that was awesome, awesome. So, same question for you, Jaleesa. What do you love about being a woman? And what about uh, our mentorship program? And what about um, It Works empowers you as a woman? Okay, well, what I like about being a woman is just walking in my purpose. Um, even when you think you don't have it, it is okay to just pick yourself up um, by yourself or even having those role models or women to pick you up as well and motivating you. 
um, and encouraging you to just keep going. Um, I think that is the one thing. And also, we are very resilient. Uh, we have a lot that we have to do in the day, um, like going to work and making sure things are completed. And even for those who have kids, you know, making sure that your kids are okay and for those who are taking care of their parents. So it's a lot that we have to juggle. Um, so I think, you know, we we are the type that wears a, a great smiling face as well, even when we're going through struggles. And I think that's what I love is, you know, being a woman. Um, as far as the girls group and it works, um, this has helped me to encourage other females as well, um, letting them know that it is possible and you can do it. Um, even though you may not have the strongest self-esteem right now, it is never too late um, to show people that you can make it and you can do it and you can be the best that you can be. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Felisa. I appreciate it. <laughs> that was wonderful. So that is that. Delisa was our last vendor of the evening. I know it's Friday and everybody has plans and fun things and other entrepreneurial things that we're all doing. Um, I just, again, want to thank each and every one of you ladies for taking the time out of your evening, taking the time out of your day to want to be a part of this, uh, this event. Um, you know, with female empowerment, it's such a, a big topic, and I think it's something that we as a culture don't talk about enough. Um, and female empowerment is something that it doesn't have to be a big march down the street. It doesn't have to be doing big speeches or other things. It can just be small events like this, like just leaving or inspiring women by sharing your journey, sharing your testimony, sharing your story in some kind of way. You know, and I'm, I just admire each and every one of you ladies so much for the powerful things that you have to say um, in your presentations, the things that you guys are doing. You know, it's a challenge. Uh, to start anything, to commit to anything, um, and the fact that you guys have been, like, killing it and crushing it and, you know, pushing through this crazy pandemic we've been in, <laughs> all of this foolishness, y'all have been thriving and y'all have been such an inspiration. Y'all got me feeling good. I'm, I'm actually seven to eight months pregnant right now with a daughter, so it makes me feel good that, you know, I'm going to be giving birth to a, a young woman that can follow in the footsteps of other beautiful women like all of you guys. And even our people that are just listening, um, some of these names look familiar. Y'all are awesome. I love y'all too. Thank you so much for participating and wanting to tune in. I hope each and every one of you guys took something away from this event. Um, and we'll, you know, if you have time to definitely check out the other events that are happening um, this weekend, um, just continue to connect with women. Um, I, I wanted to leave you guys with this because I know social media challenges and stuff, everybody want to challenge each other to do crazy things. But I'm going to challenge all of y'all, everybody that's listening, whether you are a vendor, whether you are um, just listening, you know, somebody just coming to support somebody else. I challenge you guys to empower one one woman in your life this month. Like whether it's just 
you know, a friend of yours that might be having a hard time. It might just be someone you see on social media losing it. Um, you know, in, in some kind of capacity, you know, share your testimony, empower somebody this month in some kind of positive way. I got to add that because people do crazy things these days. So in a positive way, empower somebody. Um, you ladies are all incredibly brilliant. Um, thank you so much again. This is just day one of the Exquisite Women Empowerment Day event. You guys, this has been a Wonderful way to end my evening, and I'm just so thankful. Does anybody have any questions for anybody? Um, I know we have some people watching. Any of our vendors have questions for each other. I just want to open up the floor for any and all questions. If you want to chat, chat it to me real quick. Um, that's totally fine as well. Any questions? Should I have the Jeopardy theme song play? <laughs> All right, so it looks like we are good, and we are wrapping up right at 7.30. So thank you, ladies, again. Thank you, everybody, for attending. You guys enjoy your night. Be safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, and empower somebody <laughs> to be as wonderful as you are. So thank you, ladies, and I will see some of you all tomorrow. Have a good night. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.